Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I am your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I am and am not at the same time. This week, a lot seemed to have happened with the stock market. I know absolutely nothing about economics or the stock market, but from the little bit that I do know, Robin Hood, you suck. To the people that made a lot of money, great for you. To the millionaires slash billionaires that lost money, you didn't need it. And to everyone like me that made zero dollars because I'm stupid, at least we're stupid together. Today, I have no idea what we're talking about, or at least that's what I say. But as I was writing this script slash notes here, um, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. But don't worry, guys, we got some stuff. And to start out, we have a very deep, very... um, you know, very deep philosophical question. You know, this question, it's kept people up for days and nights. This question, it has uh, determined whether or not people go to prison. You know, this question is uh, a universal thing. You know, I think if you ask God, he would he would be confused. And so the question, you know, t- to drop it on you if you're prepared, is it illegal if you don't get caught? So honestly, you know, the first bullet I have here on my notes is that I have no idea. But, you know, let's let's flesh it out. Let's go through this together. You and I, you and me, me and you, because we're in this together. And let's just ignore the notifications that might be showing up on the mic. Hopefully it didn't come up. Anyways, um, uh, I think legality or laws are created to lay rules about what people should and shouldn't do within a society. You know, it's why we live in a society. James Adams, I think the second president of the United States of America, he said that government would not be necessary if all men were angels. Unfortunately, all men are not angels. We're just a bunch of nerds that like doing bad things sometimes. You know, it'd be like that. Sometimes you just you just want to go, uh, y- you know, you want to go uh, uh, strip the bark. Sometimes you want to go... Uh, you know, be a jerk because someone hurt you and you want to do some projection and displacement. Um, you know, these things happen. And so, and, and also, you know, great old crimes of passion. You know, he cheated on me. Now I stabbed him 30 times. Oops. Sometimes it happens. Um, that's why we have laws. Now, uh, in theory, if you break a law, you're supposed to get consequences. If you commit the homicide because your boyfriend cheated on you, there's... You're supposed to get legal consequences, um, which is usually prison, uh, especially for homicide. Uh, And now, if no one knows that you broke the law, did you still break the law? So in my notes here, I have probably. Um, Yeah, because the law is just a written word in, I don't know if the laws are in a book or it's online or something, like if there's a PDF. Honestly, I've thought about this, like where actually are laws? Is there like some really cool, great white building in the Washington states, uh, not Washington state, but in the Washington DC, you know, like Capitol Hill or like uh, the White House, something like that, where they just have like this big archaic dusty book of laws on it? Uh, I'm not sure, you know. uh, Yeah, I don't know the answer to that question. I probably should probably should look that up one day. Anyways, um, yeah, so the laws are just this written thing. It's just, it's something that exists. And so uh, if you break a law, that means that you broke uh, the code that is in some random white building. Uh, And that's a fact, you know, you just broke the law. So that's, you know, how it is. However, but, damn, 
that's that's Japanese for for uh, for butt uh, anime. By the way, I just started a, started watching one called School Live. It's I have two episodes in and I'm hooked. It's really good. Go watch it. Um, anyways, uh, you did still break the law if you broke a law, regardless of whether or not someone knows or doesn't know that you broke that law. So the question is, is it illegal? Yes, the laws are still there. Laws are laws. Again, you broke the law and that's what illegality means. So what happens if you don't get caught is just that the legal consequences just don't apply. So this isn't rocket science. And to be honest, I'm wondering why this question came up in my mind. And I don't think it kept people up at night. Uh, Yeah, legal consequences simply don't apply when you break the law, but it is still illegal. Um, You know, when I was writing the show notes, and I wrote that bullet point out, this actually has been a question I've thought about sometimes um, over the over the, you know, past few years, uh, every now and then. But, you know, right now, as I, uh, or, or yesterday night when I was writing this script because I had to write it because schoolwork, man, it's been getting to me. Uh, you know, when I wrote this script and I wrote out that, wrote this whole thing out, I was, I was pretty like confounded, baffled that it just, it took literally three minutes of a few bullet points for me to figure that out. I don't know how it was so hard. I don't know how I couldn't come up with that within the span of 10 seconds, but here I am. It's been like three years of thinking about that question. And here we are today. We got it answered, boys. Um, now, there still might be guilt consequences or conscious cons- consequences. Is it conscious? Consciousness? Or, or your, yeah, I think it's your conscience, right? Yeah, your conscience. You know, consequences there, regret, remorse. Some of those great, beautiful, fun things. You know, the things that we really enjoy in life. You know, when we look back on our life, on our deathbed, and we say, it's not about what I did do. F what I did do. You know, maybe I hurt someone's feelings. Maybe I stabbed my cheating boyfriend. But, you know, it's the things I didn't do in life. You know, that's what hurts me. Anyway, so regrets are great. And so your conscience might have consequences. And also the last bullet I have here and the last point I have here is please don't commit any crimes. This is by no means uh, an encouragement to commit crimes. Uh, please don't do that. It will end badly for everyone in the society in general. You know, we these laws are important and following them are also important. And so, you know, while we're here, again, I had no idea what I was going to write a talk about today. Sorry. Um, but, uh, the second point that we got here is morality. And the first bullet here is, does morality matter? And now I don't know the answer to that question on the universal scale. I'm not God, but I am the host of seriously funny Mashnor Kabir. Now, um, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think morality matters, um, that's a very hot take. That's a very personal take. I don't think a lot, like most people definitely don't agree with me. They think if morality didn't matter, why don't we all go around killing each other? And so again, you if I kill someone, I'm going to go to jail. If I And I'm probably going to get caught. I mean, forensics and stuff these days are really good. If you murder someone, there's a fair chance you're going to get caught. Anyway, don't kill people. Um, but yeah, that's not a moral thing. That's just this, like literal logical legal consequence it's not about right or wrong it's not about good or bad it's just a thing that you did and that thing you did has consequences and one of those consequences on this corporeal realm is going to jail or having some sort of uh, you know negative kickback uh, from that action that you took that was uh, negative or harmful to another 
being. And so, you know, why don't I think about morality? Why don't I think it, you know, matters? First of all, I think, you know, this is this it's it's a tough thing. Morality is really hard to think about. Morality and moral questions are really tough. And whenever I have conversations with someone, like the only time I ever think about morality is when someone brings it up for a fun philosophical question. And then we can just go into that. And usually I'll just either ask a bunch of questions because I don't actually care, or I'll just play devil's avocado. And whatever they say, I'll argue against it because most people want to choose the good side, the bright side, the path of righteousness, right? And so I'll choose the path of uh, non-righteousness. I don't know what the opposite of righteousness is. Um, just to create a, create a dialogue there and uh, help them flesh their ideas out more. And one thing I've been thinking about recently, actually, just to stray from this notes here uh, or note script thing here, is I, when I argue with people, I don't argue with people trying to prove myself right. I argue with people hoping to be proved wrong. I want people to prove me wrong. I want to give someone my best argument, and I only give like my legitimate best uh, real arguments to people I, I believe uh, are going in a direction where they might be able to actually beat my or, or destroy my argument. Because I want my mind to be changed. I want to know what's right, like factually. I want to know what's correct. I want to know what's true. Like that's the point. That's why I love science so much. And so the reason uh, when I'm arguing with people, I know probably won't be able to um, won't be able to uh, destroy my argument or won't be able to go against my argument. Not because they're dumb or anything, but just because um, they either have a trouble articulating their argument or they have trouble or they just don't understand their side of the argument enough and so in those situations then I just make the argument humor and entertainment and funny and I make a bunch of dumb jokes and I use every argument foul I can use and I will do that but um when I know that someone can might be able to beat me in an argument I really argue with the best that I have uh because if they prove me wrong when I'm arguing with the best facts, best rhetoric that I can argue with, that means that I'm wrong. And being wrong is great for me because that means now I know what's right. And either I'm completely wrong and I need to rethink it or their position was the the correct side of the position. And so now I know. And by hearing all of their arguments, I can also argue that position. And for things that I don't care about arguing, when I argue with other people and they do care about some subject, I'll just like, again, play devil's avocado, and I will, um, I'll hear their argument to the best extent, I'll, I'll make them give me their best arguments, so then I can, you know, find someone with other uh, thoughts and beliefs, and anyways, that's, that's a little more complicated, especially through words, I, I gotta like draw a picture out for that one, that's tough, English has a lot of boundaries. And anyways, back to why I don't think about morality. Morality is hard. Okay, there's enough logic, at least I believe there's enough logic and enough understanding about karma to or causes and effects in life for me to make solid decisions without thinking about uh, is this right or wrong? I just think about what do I want? Do I want to go to jail? No, I don't want to go to jail. And for that reason, committing murder is off the table. It's uh, sometimes you want something and to get that something, you have to do things you don't want. It's what do you want more? And so sometimes people will come to me uh, and they'll complain 
I really don't want to do this work, man. I, I this is it's hard, it's tough, it's dumb. I just I don't feel like doing it. And you know what I said? I just say don't do it. Then why would you do it? Don't do something you don't want to do. What's the point of that? Why why what are you gonna get out of that torture? Just for fun? Don't do that. Um, and then they look at me like I'm insane. Like I have to do it, dude. My GPA is gonna tank. I'm not gonna get another major. I'm not gonna I'm gonna fail college and I'm gonna be homeless. You know, and then I'll live in a cardboard box. It's gonna be horrible. And so you know, that's the thing that they don't want. And so when they tell me that they literally just gave me their reason for why they should do the thing that they don't want to do. And so at the end of the day, if you know what you want, you know, on, on a bit like a bigger picture scale for most things, complaints go out the window, this right or wrong thing goes out the window. If you do want to go to jail, you're weird. Actually, so I've, I've thought about what it would be like to go to jail for like a week or something. It has been a thought that's piqued my interest but i don't think i can just have a trial run in jail so that's not going to happen but you know yeah i don't want to go to jail for life that would suck it's probably so boring in there um but yeah right or wrong those are just funny funny dumb words that don't mean anything uh, on the moral uh moral conversing level but yeah that's why i don't you know generally think about morality uh but yeah, it allows me to take situations as well, like not thinking about morality. Every situation is its own situation. So I can take everything and I can make decisions on a case-by-case -case basis instead of having to try to uh, make my way through every situation with the same static moral compass. Like, no, sometimes you have to do things that you wouldn't do other times. That's just how it is. I think making a moral compass is really hard unless you just give it some really really broad, um, broad statement that doesn't even matter at the end of the day. But yeah, and you know, navigating a moral compass and a moral plane, you know, we all know how my sense of direction is if you listen to episode 34, which is two episodes ago. Um, but yeah, the, the next thing is living around consequences. That's how I live my life. So I don't do things many people consider, quote, immoral, end quote, because there's consequences for them. Along with that, a lot of things that are immoral, doing them are usually not worth it in the big picture. Like I said, like it's not worth committing homicide because I'm going to go to jail. No matter how much someone upsets me, no one really upsets me these days, but no matter how much someone would upset me, murdering them, just it doesn't do anything for me. It, it doesn't, other than, you know, it'll give you guilt. Don't do that. Um, and, and yeah, in most situations, probably not all, I, I truly believe that uh, life works out better if you don't do uh, harm to others or if you don't, uh, you know, use other people. I think mutualistic relationships are probably the best form of relationship. Uh, yesterday, I did homework. Someone helped me. I helped them. It was great. Um, and, and so they won. I won. Then we continue to work together and we continue to build together. And so it's a good time. Um, you know, granted, not thinking about morale. And, you know, I think most people should, you know, live like that. Just thinking about consequences. Uh, morality is fun to think about. Sure, it can be. But at the end of the day, like, it's not something you should base most things around, especially when you're thinking about the morality of situations that you have not been in and you don't understand. Like, it might be easy to say, oh, hey, uh, if I ever get to the point where I'm on life support, just, just pull the plug. I don't want to live when I'm not actually living. It's easy to say that, but when it happens, it's a lot different. So like, 
these things and these decisions that we make, they, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I say, you know, a lot. I also say any anyways a lot. I've been trying to watch that. Uh, well, I haven't watched the you know, a lot uh, in the podcast. So, well, you know, we'll see if you guys hear a lot of that. Maybe I just pointed it out and I just cursed myself, but whatever. Uh, so with the way I approach life, though, there is the the silver lining for me, which is, uh, yeah, I do have a lot of unpopular opinions about morality questions, um, morality related questions. A lot of people will, you know, say certain things. And yeah, a lot of people have generally popular opinions, and I have really unpopular uh, arguments to them because I don't have the morality component. Like say for murder that we've been using here for a while, there are some instances where I can say that murder is okay. Um, like the trolley paradox, for example, pulling the lever and killing one person and saving a cumulative four people, that's worth it. Um, I think in situations where it is a life or death matter, uh, just due to pure logic, the younger person should probably be the one that, uh, uh, that is saved generally. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, unpopular opinions uh, that are really logic-based, and whenever you bring logic into a moral argument, some people get really upset because their arguments just fall apart when logic is introduced. Anyways, uh, for the last point here the last topic here is um our relationships transactional i think that's actually the episode name or the the title of this episode so if you waited for that here we are uh sorry you had to wait so long but it's it was the best title for the podcast but it was also my last bullet point so you know here we are um yeah, so last week I had a conversation based around the questions, quote, are relationships transactional, end quote. Usually when this question is posed, most people immediately default to saying, no, absolutely not. No way my relationships are transactional. I go into my relationships for love and kindness and greatness because I am a saint and I want nothing. I am enlightened. I am the Buddha, okay? I need no transaction from my relationships. Heresy. Who, who goes into relationships for transactions? means right that's what most people say and that's the that's the hill that most people want to die on for this conversation and uh, and the people that say yes relationships are transactional those people are usually labeled psychopaths or sociopaths which we still haven't talked about one day we're going to get to those personality disorders i promise you i don't promise you maybe it will never happen who knows but probably anyways um I was on the side for that argument of relationships being transactional. And so I've talked a lot about being devil's avocado in this podcast. This time I wasn't being devil's avocado. I, I really fairly believe that relationships are transactional. Uh, to steel man the argument of most people um, where they talk about uh, how relationships aren't transactional, they usually say that they don't go into relationships trying to get something uh, or you know, give something, you know, uh, and or give something. So a transactional, mutual transaction would be like they get something, you get something. Like capitalism, you give money, you get a product, or you give money, you get a product. So it's a give and take uh, situation. Uh, that's a transaction, at least a good transaction. Some transactions are scams. Uh, and scams can also happen in relationships. And we'll pr touch on that a little bit later. And so, yeah, most people say that their intention isn't to get something or give something within a relationship. It's, uh, it's just a relationship that forms uh, due to human you know, interaction and contact and, and love and like of other people. And so this is my response to you know, the, the arguments of the people that say they're not transactional. First off, 
The first argument is that no matter what you do, no matter what you think, no matter who you are, again, unless you are enlightened, unless you are the Buddha, you will naturally get something out of every relationship you try to keep. It's not philosophy, it's evolution. Humans have evolved for thousands of years. You've evolved to like other people. And the way that nature nurtured that evolution was by making interacting with other people rewarding, at least those you like. Nature also conditioned you to avoid those you don't like. And we have cognitive biases to support that. And so, you know, yeah, you... Uh, it's it's natural for you to like someone. You're gonna get serotonin uh, and and maybe dopamine when you speak to someone you like. It's just something you're going to enjoy doing. It's natural. You can't just not. You can't just turn this off. So by not even your choice, every relationship becomes transactional. It's you're going to get something, which is the dopamine or the serotonin. And similarly, they, if they are enjoying the conversation, 100%, they can be one-sided. That's, again, a scam. But um, uh, And the other party, most of the time, at least in this situation I'll give here, is they're also going to be getting some dopamine or serotonin or joy, we call those. Um, so, yeah, like you're inevitably going to get something and give something when you interact with another person. They are naturally, just naturally, through evolution and scientifically, they're transactional. They are literally transactional. You give something and you get something. That's 100% normal and I don't know how someone can refute that unless they want to refute a few, like, few tens of years of science. Um, Second law of my second argument is just because relationships are transactional doesn't mean two things. First off, transactional isn't monetary or that one side loses. Hopefully, like transactional has this really negative connotation behind it. But hopefully, like your transactional relationships are a win-win situation. Again, like I, as I said earlier, for you to feel joy and for the other party to feel joy, that's a transaction. It doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to step on you and use you to make more like monetary gain for myself or physical material gain for myself. Like that doesn't have to be the only like definition of transactional relationships. And honestly, I don't think they should be. I think you're going to make more money if you treat people like humans and your transactions are human-based rather than economic or, uh, yeah, phys- rather than materially based. You're just going to, you're going to get more materially in the end if you uh, approach them with a, a human lens. Um, in a human transaction. Uh, again, it's just it's a symbiotic relationship, which is a, a term in biology for types of relationships. And it's, this one's a mutualistic, hopefully, relationship. Everyone benefits and it's a good thing. It's a good transaction. Like when you buy something, like when you buy a product and you really got your money's worth out of that product, it just feels good, you know? And so like, that's a great thing. Like you don't, like, you don't say, man, I hate that I had to spend money for this. It should have been free. People should be compensated for their work. We're not communists here. If you are a commie, um, you know, great for you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, just because a relationship uh, also, like the second point here, is just because a relationship is transactional, it doesn't mean that you can't feel good about it. It doesn't mean that you can't love that relationship like that love of the relationship may actually be the transaction as we mentioned earlier like it doesn't 
I'm not trying to demean the fact that you feel good in relationships. I'm actually going to say like that feeling good in relationships is what is the transaction itself. That's what you might be getting out of it. You might be getting other things as well, um, whether that be um, through consequence or through uh, choice. But, you know, yeah. Uh, and with that, like, finally, I, I just want to pose a question that's uh, that's going to be, you know, aboard by the idea of the relationships being transactional to those people uh, that don't I like this idea that relationships are transactional I want to ask a question think about the relationships you don't think are transactional in your life and tell me why you stay in those relationships and you're so this is a podcast so you can either I don't know how you can reach me I think my emails in the uh, in the description of this podcast so if you want to go refute me shoot me that email but your answers are probably going to be like a romantic relationship in which you get romance, you get love, and you get oxytocin. No, that's transactional. Uh, family, maybe, and specifically family, familial relationships when you don't like them. So if you ask yourself why you're in that relationship, either you're underage and it's for financial transactions, or you're of age and it, it could still be financial, or you should just leave. If you don't like what the situation you're in, if you don't like the deal you're in, you leave that deal. You try to exit that contract with every power you have. Um, at least that's what you do in uh, you know business. And so similarly, I you know transactional is a term that we can apply to to business, and it's a term that we can bring into relationships because relationships are transactional. If there's a deal, if there's a transaction between you and another human being or group of human beings that you don't enjoy, why would you stay in it? You know, try your best as amicably as you possibly can exit that relationship, and we do that through communication. I think I had an episode on how to. Or, or I had an episode on relationships. I didn't have one on communication. We should do that. Um, so, you know, is there an aspect of being cold when it comes to me in my life? You know, because a lot of people will say, you know, your ideas, your thoughts, your lack of morality, your lack of right and wrong, or the like little bits of um, right or wrong you might have, or the way that you should approach situations or that I approach situations. Like a lot of people will call me cold. They'll call me psychopathic or they'll call me sociopathic. Um, I've heard all of these things uh, referred to myself as. Uh, fun fact, I don't actually hit the required uh, symptoms for sociopathy in any way, shape, or form. And I don't require the full points required to be a, psych a diagnosable psychopath, at least from the things I've, I've looked at and studied. Uh, I just don't have enough risk-taking behavior within me. But yeah. Uh, but is there an aspect of being cold when it comes to my life? I mean, for sure, there probably is, right? So, you know, me and empathy, we just don't get along that often. So I, like, empathy is a scale. And when, when you get to personality disorders, when we get to personality disorders, one day episode coming one day, boys, uh, it's all a scale. Like it's not a black and white binary zero one type of thing. It's not a computer thing here. It's you know, some people are more than others, and some people are less than others. It's it's on the, a spectrum uh, when you get to personality things. And so for me, a lot like uh, definitely on sociopathy, psychopathy, uh, I'm higher on the spectrum than most people just due to the the lack of my empathy. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm again not not any of those things. I'm not diagnosable with a cluster B personality disorder to my understanding. But you know, I think 
that uh, determining how to take your life relationships, viewing them as transactional while making sure you appreciate them and don't take advantage of them because that's when the economy fails. So, you know, when you take advantage of other people, when you take advantage of transactions, people get upset, bad things happen and the economy goes to balls. And so similarly with relationship, don't try to take advantage of the transaction. Try to make it as mutually beneficial as you can. And then you guys, it'll grow. It compounds on itself. It gets better and better if you can make a good deal deal. And you can make if two companies work together and it works once, there's a chance it's going to work again, and again, and it'll only get better. And they'll both see better results in the end. Like this is, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I don't think it's mean, or I don't think it's like psychopathic to say this. I, it just makes sense to me. But you know, yeah, from not knowing what I was going to talk about to like a 20, what 20 to 30 minute almost uh, conversation here, uh, podcast here, monologue here i don't know uh, hopefully you enjoyed it um it was something simple compared to last week uh you know a lot of research and sources went into last week also to touch on that covid thing a little bit there have been other strains of covid found and for more or less we uh moderna and pfizer biontech have both said that their uh their vaccines are still applicable to most of the strains that we know so far some of them might have a little bit less efficacy but uh more or less it's fine as for the strains in the uk that have uh, some people are saying that they kill more readily uh the sample size for that study wasn't big enough to even represent the uk uh, much less of the world so um don't worry about it too much right now it's just mo really important that everyone gets a vaccine so that these new strains don't pop up and that they don't get more and more legitimately dangerous and problematic and hopefully this isn't like some yearly flu shot thing i hope this is going to be a one and done vaccine we can get rid of it get a herd immunity going and then just wipe this thing off the planet uh it, it's done enough and it doesn't need to be here anymore uh it's you know taken enough lives and actually if you look at america's numbers way back when like back in what like march june you wanted to flatten the curve or whatever but um yeah we definitely did flatten the curve but we flattened it along the the y-axis uh so uh, the deaths are or we flattened it along the x-axis my bad um, meaning that the deaths are rising at an incredible rate the amount of people infected and dying are just going up i don't understand how this i don't i i could understand it but i really just don't want to think about it it's a bad time but yeah, anyways, this is also less serious than the original topic I had in mind, which I was going to talk about grief and dealing with death, because that's been happening uh, a little bit. And I see that there's a lot of people have issues. A lot of people I know have issues with with grieving and generally with emotions. I need to have that podcast on emotions. Sometimes I hold podcast topics like, man, I want to be bigger as a podcast so I can have more people like listen to this message because I think it's important. But um. I wonder if that logic isn't good. Also, that YouTube channel I talked about a few months ago, uh, it, it is up and running. Uh, hopefully the first video, I might start making some headway on it today. I'm not sure. We're going to see what happens there. But yeah, anyways, uh, we will talk about grief and death at some point. We're going to talk about emotions at some point. We're going to talk about personalities at some point. Stay tuned to Seriously Funny for a lot of great, great uh, topics, conversations, monologues, and, and good things. Hopefully a lot of educational stuff. Hopefully a lot of, uh, fun stuff. Hopefully a lot of dumb stuff. Like this, this podcast episode was dumber, more dumb than not, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and, uh, I'm going to see you next week. Peace.